Malalale, you're listening to Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific. Kohokohingo, Kokoroi Hawkins. Coming up first. For so many elections, it was like it had become a normal thing for candidates to be giving out gifts. Four by-elections are being held in Tonga, three of them for seats made vacant through corruption convictions. Also, we're calling on the Japanese government uh, to hold process any, any further construction of these facilities. Pacific Civil Society call on Japan to halt its nuclear waste water disposal plans. And later on, we speak with two Cook Islands filmmakers. I think they're pretty proud of this idea that they're using the kava ceremony to promote diversity and inclusivity. On Thursday, Tongan voters go to the polls for four by-elections. The first in Hapai number 12 is to find a replacement for Vili Hingano, who died in early June. The other three to be held on November the 3rd come after the sitting MPs lost election appeals over accusations of bribery used during the election last November. They were Poasite, who previously served as Deputy Prime Minister, Tatafu Mwaki, who had been Finance Minister, and Sangsta Saulala, who was Internal Affairs Minister. Don Wiseman spoke with our Tonga correspondent, Kalafi Moala. So, the by-election on the 3rd of November is for those three seats. Those people who did lose their seats, they were quite surprised, weren't they? Yes, they were, actually. And the reason for that is that for so many years for so many elections it was like it had become a normal thing for uh, candidates to be giving out gifts and visiting people and uh, gifts of either cash or in kind like box of chicken food items and things like that as part of their campaign asking people to remember them in the election and so those who, who lost the the election uh, felt that there was so much gift giving going on and it influenced the election, and so they took them to court. I guess the thing now, when you tossed out of Parliament, is you've got to find work, but at least for the Deputy Prime Minister, that doesn't seem to have been too much of a problem at all. Well, the rule, of course, is that you cannot be a candidate for five years. If you are tossed out of, uh, of Parliament for, for whatever reason, you cannot become a candidate for five years. And, and yet the three ministers who, were, who lost their seats they're pretty high-ranking, and in many ways they were competent in, in the performance of, of their duties. And, and so uh, one of them, which is the Minister of Finance, has been uh, given a post as a projects manager. And, and that's very significant because all the, the ministry that handles it is what we call the Ministry of Infrastructure, which handles all the major projects in Tonga, airports, wharves bridge, road construction, all the, the, the major constructions in Tonga. He has been awarded or, or made the project manager, and that is quite significant. And, and the talk, of course, in town is that, wow, you've been ousted of uh, parliament, you've lost your ministerial job, and now the government is awarding you with a very high-paying, significant job. Yes, well, he might argue that he's very familiar with this ministry and it's an ideal thing for him to be involved. Yes, that's correct. And I'm sure the minister of, uh, former minister of finance, Tatafu Moyaki, is going to do a pretty good job with it. It's just that it 
sends a wrong message politically to people, uh, the people of Tonga, and especially before the by-election. What is sending a message is the fact that, hey, you can uh, breach the rules and the regulations, and especially in a case like this where bribery was the infringement. And you can be found guilty of that in court. And yet, if you are high up in government, if you are a friend of the prime minister and those that make decisions, you can get another job just as well. Pacific civil society groups are calling on Japan to stop its plans to dump radioactive nuclear waste water into the Pacific Ocean. Earlier this month, the government of Japan announced the start of construction on facilities needed for the discharge of treated but still radioactive wastewater from the defunct Fukushima nuclear power plant. In a joint statement, Pacific civil society groups, non-governmental organizations and activists described the Fumio Kishida government's plans as a fundamental breach of Pacific people's right to a clean, healthy and sustainable environment. Joining me is the Young Solar Pacific Movement's Joey Tao. Thank you to us for Sidan with Temifalatlo Pacific Waves. What has prompted this renewed call? Um, Koroi, this joint statement that has been recently released by um, civil society organizations and movements within the region uh, comes at a time where Japan has just recently announced its construction plans and rather it has proceeded with um its plans to construct facilities uh that will facilitate um the disposal of advanced liquid processing system the treatment of radioactive water waste into the pacific ocean come next year um and this has progressed with very little to no consultation with the region and when i say the pacific it's inclusive of pacific peoples uh, NGO movements uh, throughout the region uh, that have been opposing this proposal since the Japanese government uh, had announced um, rather late last year. And this has triggered uh, concerns. Uh, we're really, really concerned as to how things are progressing uh, quite fast um, and things are done internally in Japan. Uh, which these concerns the Pacific Ocean and the wider Pacific, those that uh, are neighboring to this uh, to this region. And it calls for wider consultation. And as per the statement that we've released, we're calling on the Japanese government uh, to hold process uh, any further any any further co- construction of these facilities, uh, and the Pacific needs to be consulted. Just in terms of like where our pacific leaders have been have been on on this what 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 is what is it that we've been hearing in terms of the discussions at the leaders level the technical officials level in terms of are, are they are they raising concerns along the same lines since japan's announcement last year koroi um we've had a number of pacific leaders and notably the opposition of um vanuatu uh, Honorable Ralph Reagan-Vanu, you had, we've had uh, the FSM uh, president, the Federated States of Micronesia president, who also expressed serious concerns when Japan first came up with such a proposal. Um, fast forward to this year, you've, um, 
the forum secretariat had um, appointed a expert or rather an international expert panel, an advisory panel to advise uh, not only the forum secretariat, but also to inform our leaders um, on the developments around this uh, and the technical expert advice that uh, our region uh, needs. Apart from that, you've also had, we've also had uh, the Palm Leaders meeting, which happened this year, uh, where this issue was heavily raised by some of our leaders, but only um, on the forefront, we've not seen uh, since the recent announcement by Japan to, uh, with its construction plans of this facility. Um, we've not had much uh, in terms of um, advisory or awareness around how much uh, impact will take place. Is there, you know, is have what sort of mechanisms that have set standards uh, to approve such a planned construction? Uh, there has been very little to nothing so far, and I think this should not proceed without getting consent of Pacific peoples. Given given the legacy, uh, the nuclear legacy in the Pacific, with weapons tests, with all of the people that have have been affected and and sickness and death and all of that what what is your view on on this conversation in the frame of of that legacy and and what how much harm has been done in the pacific through nuclear um radioactive materials Kuro, you rightfully state that we have a nuclear testing legacy in the pacific uh, one that continues to impact our people our islands uh, and the way of lives, and you know, continuously it impacts the health of our people. Uh, that happened, that, and it's, it, it it happens to this day. Having this this proposal by Japan poses greater risks to the ocean that is already at a declining state. The health of our ocean has declined due to human um, induced stresses, and having this could aggravate the current state of our region. Also. Uh, there are possible threats on the lifestyle of our people, as we clearly understand this, in this part of the world, the ocean is dear to us. It, it sustains us. It, it, it informs our daily activities and our forms of trade. Uh, it, it involves um, our cultures and our practices. A former governor of Papua New Guinea's Eastern Highlands, Julie Soso, wants to see big change in the electoral system in PNG. She was governor of Eastern Highlands from 2012 to 2017, but lost the election in 2017 and then again last month. Ms Soso told Don Wiseman, as far as she's concerned, it was a failed election and along with other candidates, plans to sue the Electoral Commission. Many did not get to vote. They voted properly in some other villages. Some other villages, they did not vote because young youths had to hijack the ballot papers and take them out into a classroom or behind a house or behind under the coffee trees. Or... Are you surmising there, or did that happen? Did youths take the ballot papers? Yes, my dear, they took the ballot papers. They took the ballot papers, and that's the story coming from our scrutineers and our supporters. So there were many places, polling places, where ballot papers were taken from the polling officers. They were taken off, and the supporters of candidates took them into the classroom or into a church or into a, behind a house or something, and they said then only one person marked. 
So every person did not have a chance to vote. Uh, that was in most of the places in in, in the eight district of Eastern Highlands. So. And then there were people already distributing funds to pay for the vote. The supporters of um, various candidates were out there with some money, like 2000 3000 paying for their uh, number one vote and number two votes. All right. Are you going to appeal the election result? Yeah, we are working on it, and um, some of our candidates are working on it. And we know we we have filed a, a case against Electoral Commission for the, the failed election. We think it's a failed election because they did not manage well the elections. There were no poor, poor security, no policemen, no presiding officers taking charge and taking control. So people had to go hijack the boxes and hijack the ballot papers and do what they can. And there were no proper voting. So this is absolutely... We will say this is a failed election. Let's talk about you then. I mean, in 2012, you got into Parliament and you were the Governor of Eastern Highlands there for five years. So what happens now? Yeah, 2012 LPV system, the uh, limited preference uh, voting system came into play. But in 2012, I saw my opportunity. I knew that the two centuries will bring me home and definitely did. I came a winner and I appreciate the LPV system. But now the LPV system, the people have already seen it and have studied it and they have found a way around to manipulate and get their uh, horses or candidates come home. So they have to pay for the number one votes. They have their base vote. They keep the base vote, but you have to go for your number two vote and number three vote and buy two. So when you are buying that number two vote and three votes, that means you're most likely coming because you already have your uh, number one vote already established. And number to keep the number one vote is very expensive too. And then to go back and buy the number two votes and three votes, it's another hell lot of money. So I think the LPV system is not in our favour again. It sounds like in Eastern Highlands, a hell of a lot of money was changing hands. <laughs> the whole of the Highlands region, I think. Yeah, but it's okay. People learn. We are a developing nation, so maybe we're learning. And I think in the parliament session yesterday, some members raised the concern about LPV again. So maybe they'll be considering first past the post again or something. So LPV is not working in our favour again. For Julie Soso, as we say, governor five years ago, you missed out in 2017 and you've missed out again in 2022. Are you giving up politics? Are you going to... Try something else? Well, I'll, uh, yes, I'm thinking of just pulling out. But if there is any by-election, if there happens to be a by-election, I'll try again. But if there's no by-election until and when the system is really in our favour, the electoral system is really cleaned up, I will go for it again. Otherwise, I don't like the system itself now. I don't like the uh, electoral system that we have now. We have to uh, clear it up, maybe bring biometric or bring uh, other systems where it can be more transparent and more free of corruption, and I would try again. But otherwise, yeah, I'm thinking of just staying low profile and just uh, support other candidates, which I believe in them to go in the next election. The filmmakers behind a new short documentary, Kama o Aotearoa, which premiered online today, hopes it brings understanding about the importance of Kava to Pacific peoples. Part of Series 6 of the Someday Stories, the film features a collective of Pacifica cultural guardians who reactivate the ancient 
Tui Tonga Kawa Ceremony for contemporary use in Aotearoa in a way that honours Tangata Whenua. Joining me are the Cook Islands filmmakers, director Joshua Tiariki Baker and producer Maria Tanner. Kerona, and welcome on Pacific Waves. Maybe starting with you, Josh, tell us more about the story behind Kava o Aotearoa. Yeah, so um, the story behind it was really the initial um, conversation was about the Kava group and the Kava route itself. But then as me and Maria continued having these conversations with the group, we started to realize that there was more to it than just the Carver route and the Carver group itself. It spoke to um, the themes around, you know, inclusivity because within the KOA group, they um, they always want to include women in prominent roles around the circle, the Carver circle, and as well as including, um, you know, people from the rainbow community. I think they're pretty proud of this idea that they're using the Kava ceremony to promote diversity and inclusivity. Um, then there was also the other theme that um, kind of became apparent to us later on was acknowledging um, Tangata Whenua, who are the Indigenous people of Aotearoa. And that was really um, kind of the moment I my eyes kind of opened up and thought, yeah, it is true. The kopapa behind the group is that, um, you know, it's it's important that we include tangata whenua in a lot of our, um, you know, Pacifica practices and cultural practices and traditions. So especially here in Aotearoa, they're not wanting to change what's happening back in the islands. But when it comes to Aotearoa, we should always acknowledge um, tangata whenua. Yeah, there, there was some powerful um themes in that I, I resonated with as well about also I think one of the things that came through for me was like the need for culture to change and transform. Could you speak a bit to that as well? Yeah. So I think what's really unique about the uh the group Kava or Aotearoa is that they're really cognizant that they are Pacific Islanders who live and put down roots. Um, in Aotearoa and when they look around where they live and what they contribute back to they're very perceptive that this the space is changing quite rapidly and there are new communities that they are encountering and they they constantly question their place in the world and I think that's a really a beautiful way to put yourself in the world a beautiful way to live and it really echoes through all of the the work that they put themselves too and um, just to double back on what Josh was saying earlier again one of the, one of the most unique things that this group does is that they look at how they can still practice being Pacific Islanders here in, in New Zealand in Aotearoa but they make space uh, for tangata whenua to honour them and I've not I've not seen that in another cultural practice where they go, I acknowledge that I am on your whenua and I make space for you as the indigenous people um, to join us. And it's really an invitation in a way to to kind of open up more conversation around these practices. So that's yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. What do you guys um hope this film achieves or how, I guess what impact do you hope it to have? Um, for me, I think it's, um, you know, 
sparking some type of interest around the Kava group, Kava Aotearoa, and also learning more about Kava and its um, traditional significance within Pacifica um, communities, while also, um, Mm -hmm. you know, realizing that, you know, it's more than just a drink. You're mm-hmm. consuming the funua, and uh, you're 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 imbibing it, as um, Manasseh says in the documentary. So I think the the simple act of drinking kava is so powerful. It's because it's from the islands. You're drinking the islands. You're consuming the land. So I think that is probably yeah, just sparking that kind of inspiration amongst um, Pacifica people. Yeah, Maria. Yeah, I think if um. You know, if audiences were step were to step away after having viewed the film, I would hope that that we would have at least contributed to, you know, one degree of change in their outlook around the idea of what kava is, what kava means to Pacific Island communities, um, and just 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 as an element of change in in how they view things. That that would be my biggest hope. Kava o Aotearoa is available to view online now through the Someday Stories channels and their screen partners RNZ, Fakata Māori and Play Stuff. That's Pacific Waves for today. Remember you can download us from iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. More beer.